All right. Welcome, everybody, to this uh, week's edition of the Bob Jeswald Show. It's always good, and I'm honored to be here. Uh, again, I hope you're thinking of those people who are in need these days. They um, may need your attention for whatever reason. We can't judge anybody either. Did you know that? I mean, it's just horrible to sit there and assume when you see one person out there on a street corner that maybe they may be homeless, maybe not. You'd be surprised. Uh, is it mental illness? Is it many other reasons? We just don't know. So we're, we're going to be in the no-judge zone, but we're going to kind of explain a bit about where we are with our homeless and what we need to do to kind of help support them. And in the same uh, scope of things here today, we're also going to discuss ways how we can help children programs out, children programs that are, that are really important near and dear to two different organizations here today, which we're going to talk about. One, Valley Rescue Mission are in every city. And two, the Exchange Club of Columbus, Georgia. And there's one in your neighborhood too, I can guarantee it. That's all coming up on The Bob Jeswald Show. Personal power, people positive, the community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. Oh, it's so good to see you. I've got a cup of coffee here. This is, we're not coffee snobs. I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> we This coffee that we're drinking, you could drink any time of day, by the way. It's it's called Jamaica Me Crazy, you know, with a Jamaica, you know, little tie in there, plan words. And it's a local place. It's off of uh, Route 231. It's US 231. Mm, mm, mm. U.S. 431, I have to think of this, in Headland, Alabama. If anyone knows where that is, it's called Todd's Farms. I'll give him a plug. And it smells so good, it has uh, a Kahlua aroma to it, a vanilla, and it also has a little bit of um, caramel. So it's, it's combined it together, that roast. Betty has her coffee in the morning. She doesn't have it uh, when we were recording this in the afternoon. <laughs> but we can have it anytime, as you know. And Greg, of course, he's like, Bob. I'm a snob when it comes to coffee, but snob. but I will I will definitely engage in that, that coffee. It smells so good. So I want to welcome everybody here today. We we do have uh, Betty Lindsay here today with the president of the Exchange Club of Columbus, and to the other side of uh, of course Betty is Greg Wilson, who is the developmental and um, director. I want to see. I want to keep calling you director, but you're actually marketing in. De marketing and development, development specialist. specialist. Why did I, have to, I just call you because you're the face of the Valley Rescue Mission, in Appreciate my opinion. It. And uh, again, so with that being said, today you both have collaborated. We uh, met up just about a week ago, and it's nice to see the programs that Exchange Club does. Uh, you're very famous for your hot dogs locally. Right. The chili dog, it's the famous dog. It was uh, very well known back in the days at the local fair, the Columbus Greater Columbus Fair. And, and Valley Rescue Mission, again, is out there supporting many different families to give them a place to uh, not only to get their, their selves back on their feet again, but to provide a location for those that are homeless or those who are certainly put out for whatever many different reasons in their lives. Right. And again, never assuming uh, one, but anybody could be in those positions. So we, we kick it off in the, in the scheme of things here today, 2021. There are so many people, I want people to understand this, that are homeless. They live out of their car or if they go from one friend's house to another. There's children homelessness here. It's a very, very high population here in our county and in many counties across the United States of America. And it's it's systemic and it keeps on going on. I mean, I'm going to kick this off real quick. Why is that happening, guys? What, what is going on with our children and homeless? What's what's happening? I'm glad that you mentioned, yeah. you know, uh, children. You know, pre-COVID, the mission definitely had a opportunity to serve women, children, and even transient men. Uh, our transient men's shelter has closed as a direct result of, uh, of, co of COVID, um, but our women and children's center is still open. We, we were able to, to navigate, you know, um, COVID hitting the United States the way that it did. We were able to navigate that and all, and all those obstacles that COVID brought to the, to the United States, to our Columbus, Georgia area, the Muskogee County area, we were able to navigate those uh, and still keep our doors open, serving again, as you mentioned, yeah. those homeless uh, women and children. You know, and it breaks your heart. You know, sometimes you don't necessarily understand. Everyone has a story, you know, and there are countless stories. And I, I'm sure as we go through this podcast, I may even talk about some, though. But there's uh, mental health is a, is a component, but also poverty is a component, you know, uh, Domestic violence is you also think of that, yeah, right, think of that, right, and, that, and that's that's something else that that we are able to lend a hand in and and provide that emergency shelter for those women and children that need to that need to actually escape 
uh, that domestic violence situation. It's becoming more and more. You see that domestic violence, especially in homes or households, or maybe something going on where there's job loss, where it may be, there's temper flaring. And with the spouse and children having to escape from that tumultuous situation could be serious or deadly sometimes. Uh, they become homeless. Just that's, right. that's that boom, just like that. And um, because they need to get away. Right. Um, there's so many uh, kids even defined when they're from suitcase to suitcase and going to a house, you wouldn't think, well, they're not homeless. They're, they're staying at Johnny's house or this, that, that's, that's, that's homelessness and it happens, but it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. And, and there could be many different reasons why many people don't bring it up because they feel, oh my gosh, you know, this is, it might be embarrassment. Um, other kids, you know, may make fun of me there or whatever it may be, but there's, there's so many different reasons. And, and, um, hopefully people, when we address the problem of homelessness, that we, we look at it in those, those ways, we look at it in terms of, uh, poverty. We look at it in terms of maybe domestic abuse and sometimes mental illness, as you said. So those, those that's very interesting. Let me ask you this, and, and we're going to, I'm, I'm not going to get, I promise both of you, because I want you both to really tell us there's very important things we got to talk about with Exchange Club and obviously continuing with uh, Valley Rescue Mission. But I wanted to say, ask this one question, because it's kind of the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times uh, people say to me, I, I've just been privileged to be in this form of the media, and I really, really enjoy getting out and, and being involved in the community. And I do, and I and have done things to help out in different ways for both of you guys. Um, more with Greg recently and over the years, uh, and especially with um, Heroes, Holiday Heroes, we call it, That's where great. we're providing jackets and, and necessary items during that colder season for our homeless. So I run... And I, there's a river walk that's in our city in like San Antonio, there's one in Columbia. I mean, many cities say Oklahoma city has one. They all, everybody has a river walk nowadays, it seems like. And when you experience this in some places, there are homeless that are there. And when I'm running and I've, I've done this, that I actually had people shout out my name, like, Hey, Bob, you're the weather guy, you know, this, and yeah, that, that's, I find that very, it's I'm humbled by that. I mean, it's incredible. I'll stop and I'll talk to some of the men, and generally men, I don't see too many women, but there's a few women, but most of it is men that are out there. And um, again, when we get approached, and getting back to my original premise here, by someone who's homeless, maybe a little bit more aggressive at the gas station, and again, people experience this, what's the right thing to say to someone? I sort of know how to, I can read people well, that's just me. Uh, but, but I never do anything that's demeaning or demoralizing. You never, you never do that. Sometimes some people, they just ignore, just, just ignore them. They ask for money. I don't have money. Go to the shelter. You know, th- there's different things you hear people will say. What's the right approach? What do we say to someone when they're in need? Because it's not our place to say when that guy's standing there with the sign, you're like, come on, dude, you got two legs. You can walk. You know, go get a job for crying out loud. It's not that easy. Ex- explain that. Well, and maybe I'm – I might not be the right person. Okay, no, but this is interesting. <laughs> but but yeah. you, you mentioned that, and even before I worked at the mission, you know, I was one of those individuals, you know, go get a job, you know, type of type of person, you know, and not very trusting of, of individuals because everyone has a scam. Everyone mm-hmm. is, is trying to do this and that. And uh, so I was one of those definitely, you know, get away from me type of mm-hmm. guys. But having – being employed at Valley Rescue Mission, you know, when we really do have, you know, an issue in Muskogee County. And like, as you mentioned earlier, other cities as, as, as well. Definitely, I would be careful with how you uh, responded to an individual if you are approached. Uh, but more importantly, just being aware of the local resources that are in your area. Okay. You know, um, Valley Rescue Mission, we've been in existence here in, in, in Muskogee County since 1963. So we have that name recognition. And when you call out that name and you mention that name to people, uh, there's a sense of, of, um, of awareness that, al- that already exists that was in place prior to me being employed there. And Bob, if I can just take a second. Absolutely. You know, I, w- yeah. I was uh, in North Columbus, and, and, and this is not a South Columbus issue, a midtown, uptown. Great. I'm glad uh, you I said was, that. I was yeah. in North Columbus yeah. uh, off of Bradley Park Drive. And, and if I, anyone knows, this is a more of an upscale area. Upscale, yeah. you know, relatively upscale yeah, area, right, yeah. part of Columbus. And I was approached, uh, got out of my truck, and I was uh, walking into, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe Michael's. Mm-hmm. And I was approached this, yeah. by uh, by an individual, 
you know, uh, asking for money. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm out of out of I'm out of work. This, that, and you know. And I immediately said, "Well, have you considered, you know, coming down and and talking to the folks there at Valley Rescue Mission?" Mm-hmm. Well, they're, well, they're they're closed right now. I said, "Well, I'm an I'm an employee of Valley Rescue oh, Mission." Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you um, respond to that? <laughs> right. I mean, he quickly turned tail. And walked away from me. And once I mentioned the fact that I was an employee of Valley Rescue Mission, and I said, and yes, we're closed. But since I'm an employee, what resources are you looking for today? You're out here asking for money. I'll, I like it, that. Is it food? And so I was able in that moment, you know, to offer, again, resources. But once I mentioned those resources, that individual was not interested whatsoever in sure. those resources. So when I say, you know, for us to be careful and, and just to have the knowledge in our mind of the resources that exist. Valley Rescue Mission, I mean, there's a plethora of resources here in Muscogee There's County. Damascus Way, there's... there's uh, Absolutely, um, Safe House, safe house know, yeah. Open Door, or, yeah. Homeless Resource Network. I mean, we, are, we have a lot of resources. So just being, having a, your own personal knowledge of, uh, and you may not know all of the definitive aspects of each resource, but just having the, that name recognition, mentioning certain names to people and pointing those individuals to those uh, resources uh, most certainly would help. But that individual, he was not interested in. Sure, and that happens a lot. And, right. and we don't want to get in. You don't want to get in a confrontation. You want to put somebody in a, or somebody is mentally ill. Sometimes uh, I was in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, I'll tell you this story. I was, it was on the Las Vegas Strip. This is back when I was working there. I was working at KLES. This is um, uh, right next to Guardian Angel Catholic Church, right on the strip there. A guy just got off the plane. Supposedly he had been there. He traveled there many times. His wife had passed, and it was a place they liked to visit. He was from overseas. He was European, and he came on the strip, and the homeless guy walked by and asked for something. He, he, he just kind of snarked at him and said, yeah, get the heck. I'll go quick bag somewhere else, and the guy wasn't all there. And a shank, I call it that, or some kind of metal thing, and just and stabbed him. The guy died on the strip. So it was very... I'm not saying that's gonna. That's I am not at all. Let me just put this in. Not all homeless people are not. I am so. Right. I love my my uh, homeless friends that are out there and want the best for them. Want to see them get a good life, and because any of us, I know this for a fact. It, you pointed out COVID and pandemic and people losing jobs. I know people that were like totally fine, like me. Like hey, I got a job one day, and then you're homeless the next. I mean, it right. it can or a fire or something. That's correct. A tragedy takes oh, over your your whole life turns upside down. So. Oh, understand this folks listening to this any one of us out here this is not like this isn't my problems will never be my that's those problems those people there that part of the city like you mentioned there's people all over over. um never ever get to that spot and think that you're above that it's not affecting you everything affects us doesn't matter what we you know wherever we're at this is a this is a fundamental you know my neighborhood, I don't care if you move out in the suburbs or if your suburbs are the opposite or in the city, it's there. And right. you, you have to identify it. We're all part of this one community, that sort of thing. But being wise, understanding some solutions, knowing that there's like Valley Interface Promise, if there's somebody or if there's, there's uh, you know, the Safe House, Valley Rescue Mission, and, and a plethora of other uh, nonprofits in town that can actually Absolutely. provide immediate shelter, you know, even Red Cross. I mean, if there's a fire, they're there sometimes to give some clothes and things. So there's so many resources, but when you are approached, show kindness, would that be fair? And even if somebody might not be mentally there, that you'll know right away, I'm sure. I mean, it's quite obvious, but if they're not going to listen, and as you said, provide a solution, they'll probably go. And I I, I say this rhetorically with me because I've been around it, but I do. I get approached all the time. I've been at McDonald's one time. A guy was telling me he murdered somebody. I mean, I can tell you this story. I don't know if he was trying to scare me. Thought he was getting, and I just sat there, and I knew what he was getting at. And when I started out offering solutions, let me get you some help, he got up and moved out, and I said, I'm going to the parking lot and work on somebody else. So, I mean, but that's not everybody. Right. There are people that truly that I've bought food for. They were gracious and happy. And sometimes you just you can feel it out. If they're genuine, yeah, I, I am hungry. I'm going into McDonald's here. What would you like? You know, I'll even give them an option, and you know that's the right thing to do. And that's if you can afford and you can do it, do it. Local churches help out. They then there's different different ways. Right. Be- before we get to Betty too, and we're going to talk about your partnership here. Let me, Greg, just give us a quick background so people understand what does Valley Rescue Mission provide if somebody that we see out there and I do offer that and say, hey, have you heard of Valley Rescue Mission? They're from out of town. No, I don't know where that is. Let me let me tell you where it is, and 
what are they going to do for that that person who is in desperate need at that moment? Of course. I mean, Valley Rescue Mission has been in existence since 1963, so I believe, what, 58 years yeah. of, of service here in the Muscogee County uh, area, providing, you know, help for those individuals that are homeless, uh, those individuals that are hungry. You know, we didn't talk about that, and maybe we will yeah. a little later in the yeah. podcast, but food insecurity also is a yeah, very large sure. issue. And addiction recovery, you know, I would say those are the the three largest ministries, if you will, under the umbrella of Valley gotcha. Rescue Mission. Okay, that's good. Really good to know, Betty. We're going to go and we're going to kind of go back and forth there. Let's talk about, of course, the Exchange Club. What would people uh, across the USA know? You know, there's Rotary Clubs, or Exchange Clubs. There's so many I've, I've spoken at the Exchange Club. I, you guys are a great organization. As a president, what do people need to know about the Exchange Club? Well, the Exchange Club is considered to be a service club. Uh, the other rotary lines they're called they're called um, civic, but but the exchange club is is known as the national service organization, and and that and our motto is unity for service, and uh, that that's what we are we we are service to the community. Your big emphasis is a lot with children's programs. Greg Greg touched on that too. Childhood homelessness, but even abuse. What what in particular uh, does the Exchange Club in your region, or is this a national thing, get behind with children? Well, the main pro- main project of the National Exchange Club is the prevention of child abuse, and we every club has a prevention of child abuse committee that works with the different agencies in that city to provide as much support as we can to help with uh, child abuse. And uh, we kind of, well, to back up, some cities have a child abuse prevention center. Mm -hmm. And then there's also, you can be a child abuse prevention affiliate. And we were able about three years ago to get the, cl- the treehouse classified as a National Exchange Club affiliate. Oh, that's great. That's so, great. And we have a member of the uh, treehouse in our club, and she's done a wonderful job for us. And uh, so we, we, in April, that's Child Abuse Prevention Month, uh, we really like to show what we do we the different agencies that work with child abuse we uh, give them money we invite them to the club and we give them a check to help with their efforts Betty, can you take the mic bring the mic just a little bit closer to you a little bit there you go you can bring it up right to the side you can almost bring it to the side of your mouth a little bit you can almost get to where i am Right about there. That'd be good. Yeah, that's, that's it, better. That's perfect. That's perfect. You heard Greg's voice. He's got that Barry White kind of deep <laughs> voice. His pipes over there. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> we love Greg's voice. Greg's got the voice for podcasting. That's for sure. But on on a positive note, the Treehouse people have to know and understand. This is a this is a nonprofit agency, international, that does a lot with trying to help support child abuse, and it, it's been around. Let I me mean, let's face it. I mean, back in my generation, your grandparents' generation. We just hear more about it. I mean, it's it's just, it unfortunately gets passed on generation to generation, uh, sometimes within the family, and sometimes abuse happens outside in another way too, and especially with the World Wide Web and Internet now. Now you got child pornography. That's a form of child abuse. So we're dealing, would it be safe to say, in this day and age, this just makes it even worse, the technology? Do you think we even have more, or is it, has it always been the same? What would you say about child abuse? I think we have more now, and statistics are showing that during the COVID, when uh, schools were closed and they were doing uh, their studies and their classes online, uh, there were there was a lot of it going on, and because you had the, the children home all day, you had to feed them. Makes sense. And yep. you have a, had a caretaker which was when they're in school, you don't have to have either one of those things. So a lot of children didn't get fed, and they were left by themselves. And I think COVID has just really 
added to the problem of child abuse. And never, you would ever think that we're not even, you know, you think of all the other, I mean, it's a whole nother program, another time, but how this is actually transitioned into something even greater to right. that level. Who would ever even think of that? I mean, yeah. it makes sense though. There's food insecurities now. Food is provided at the schools. They're not getting maybe the right nutritional meals that they should have. And, um, and you know, some of these areas are rural areas. So they're, you know, food deserts, they call them, and you right. just don't have the, the, the right resources nearby. And they're eating God only knows what. If they are, you, they're skipping how many meals. Yeah. And then, you know, you're not thinking right. I mean, gosh, the, it just goes on and on. I mean, and you just don't think of it. So when we think of abuse, not necessarily physical, sexual, but also sometimes just being left, you know, not having the right, you know, adequate caretaking. caretaking. That's right. another form of abuse. So, I mean, so people understand that clearly. People who know this podcast, like we, we keep it very, it, it is upbeat. It's always a positive, a silver lining. And and you two both provide that silver lining. Because when we met up, uh, you know, just during this podcast, it was a week before we did this, um, Betty's, you know, her uh, Exchange Club of Columbus was selling their famous delicious, I mean, those hot dogs are great. Is it? It's a beef dog with chili with, oh my God, it just, I can't explain it. It's so good. And Greg, how many did you have? <laughs> He's laughing. Well, I'm laughing. It's, it's, <laughs> ju it's just a, a hot dog, mustard, chili, onions, and pickles. You can get it. That That's what we call all the way. Oh, well, that all the way put a big smile on my face all the way right. back to the TV station. Uh, it was good. So, Greg, I got to ask you why you're laughing at this chili dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because my truck still smells like <laughs> <laughs> chili dogs. Well, you know, we all, after we work yeah. at the, the Right. Hot dogs for two or three days. Right. It's hard to get the onion smell off your hands. <laughs> yes. But it's a good yes. onion smell. <laughs> it's, yes. it's not the kind that you've been working out in the yard all day and you say, exactly. dude, you smell like right. onions. Mm -hmm. right. just, you know. Well, and the funny yeah. thing, and Greg, this be, I think this was your first This one. is my first this event. First oh, event. good. We, uh, the Exchange Club for years, they started this back in 1957 at the fair. See, and they're, they're the, they in the fair. Well, here that's another step, but it's interesting. They won't even allow you guys to go there because somebody else has uh, has the the market on that, and they just don't want to be usurped by the delicious Exchange Club original 1957 dog. Right. <laughs> and and in the beginning, you know, the, our forefathers who were down there first, you know, we had a dog that was all the way, and then we have a dog that has no onions, which they call a kissing dog. <laughs> I didn't know this. They're really, okay, all the way in the kissing dog. And then you have people in this world who think a hot dog is nothing more than a wiener and a bun. Right. And that's a naked dog. That's a <laughs> Greg, I think uh, if you want to try to get that smell out of your truck next year, you got you to go to the naked dog. Or, the or, naked the, dog. or, or the other, what's <laughs> the other dog? Kissing the kissing dog. Kissing dog. The kissing dog, yeah. <laughs> that has no onions on it because right. that's really what keeps but, that aroma going. But Jeff, you know, I'm not sure if you know, but yeah. I... I think I joined the Exchange Club this year. Yeah, I, I joined this okay. year. Okay, okay. And so the and, and that's why when you and I we all met yeah. at that event, you know, I, I asked about the podcast. It was just it was just natural for me want for me to want to also uh, share this moment with the president of, yeah. of the Exchange Club. But as a member, I'm a I'm a new I'm a relatively new member. Yeah. So they're breaking me in good. Okay, well, here's the, the great transition with the hot dog smells, with the naked dog, kissing, and dog. kissing dog. We get all these all these great things. What brought, here we are at the Exchange Club, what brought you two guys together, two nonprofits together? This is great. Exchange Club and Valley Rescue Mission. What, what would you say is a good collaboration between the two? Besides Greg just being a member now there, there's a reason behind it. I think you guys got something. There, there's something gelling between the two of you. Can I? Yes. Um, back in the 80s, um, the Exchange Club built the swimming pool at Camp Joy. Okay. And uh, we have always provided money for children to go to Camp Joy. And um, occasionally, you know, we would do, the, within the club itself, we would do kind of a mini food drive and, you know, have stuff to go to the Valley Rescue Mission. And then when the COVID hit, we quit meeting in March of 
2020. And then in June, we decided that we wanted to meet again. We just felt like we were missing something. Mm -hmm. We were not having our exchange club meeting. So we uh, have a lady in the uh, club who is on the board of directors for the Valley Rescue Mission. So she managed to work it out so that we have our meetings at one of their facilities. Perfect. And so uh, that just added to our affiliation with the Valley Rescue Mission. And uh, so um, we just love having them. And, and our fundraisers, our last two fundraisers, the ladies who live at Damascus Way, mm -hmm helped us right. and those ladies are fantastic i see something here because of something bad that happened with the pandemic if we look at this as a positive and anybody else listening on this podcast that is with nonprofit that right. may see an opportunity here there's always opportunities that come out of bad things this opportunity is now bringing together mm -hmm. nonprofits that maybe help support one another and that's, that's what right. i'm thinking i mean I, greg's nodding your head i mean you're you're excited about this uh, i mean yes it's music to my ears uh for me there was just i mean there's synergy you know I mean, yes from a, you know they back in the 80s you know built the pool you know or provided the money for that pool at camp joy to be uh, to be built but there's definitely synergy that still exists I mean, they are, the exchange club is a service organization Valley Rescue Mission, as a nonprofit, I mean, we are, uh, whether we like to admit it or not or say these words or not, but we are definitely providing a service. I mean, food, food insecurity is a real issue. We're providing the service, if you will, of, of physically providing that food. Um, individuals that are, that are homeless, homeless women and children, we are providing that, if you will, service, if you will. So I definitely wanted to be a part of the exchange club for that reason mm -hmm. alone, you know, and the synergy that exists between these two organizations in my mind is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we want to keep them yeah. meeting, you know, and, and I'm, just, I'm not just saying this as a member either, but as a, as a employee of Valley Rescue Mission, uh, we would like to keep them meeting at our facilities. And we, we want to keep uh, and do whatever we can, even as a mission, you know, to uplift this service organization who has done and is still doing so much here in in the uh, in the Tri City area. It's just it's to me for me. It, I'm I'm just excited about it. You mentioned Jeff, other organizations, other nonprofit organizations, and yes, there's something that can be garnered from this mm -hmm. bad situation called COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, other organizations should be partnering with each other. You know, to still provide those services that we just talked about. That makes a lot of sense. And Betty, we, we yeah. have worked with Valley Rescue Mission uh, all these years, and we have it, one winter that I would distinctly remember. It was extremely cold that winter. Eighties. It was probably the early eighties. And a very bad year here in the Columbus. Valley <laughs> Rescue Mission put out a, a an appeal for blankets, mm -hmm. and so I remember that the Exchange Club collected blankets. And they were they were taking new blankets or gently used blankets, and so we had a truckload of blankets that we took down to the Valley Rescue Mission for whatever they needed them for. So it's been an ongoing relationship in in one form or another all these years. It's just that the last year and a half since mm -hmm. COVID, we really are getting close knit with the Valley Rescue Mission, and. Um, we have coming up this Saturday, October 23rd, which is called our National Day of Service. Okay. And it's up to the president of each local club to decide what he or she wants to do as their project. It can be in the form of community service. It can be youth. It can be Americanism. But this year I've chosen we are stocking the shelves at... Valley Rescue Mission as our national day of service. With food? For, with food. Okay. Non-perishable food. And so, I, you know, I can't think of a better way to, to say that that's our national day of service is being able to do that. Right. And, and 
between now and Thanksgiving, I'm hoping that we can get something together so that we can help them with their Thanksgiving meals. Because I know Valley Rescue Mission, you guys do the turkey. You like you'll take turkey, frozen turkey donations. You know, or so, do you still do that, or is Abs- it absolutely? Because okay. I remember <laughs> I dropped some. Usually, my mother-in-law will buy one, and I'll bring it down to Valley Rescue yes. Mission. Or if you ever have one, or if you see something, these are things positive things that people can do. There's absolutely. many people out there that. Maybe they don't have the wherewithal. They don't have the way of uh, maybe traveling or getting around or helping out. Uh, we had Frank uh, Shepard on here, the CEO, on my podcast, and, and I can't remember what episode it was, but he talked about the same thing with food insecurity and feeding the Valley Food Bank helps disperse too. So those are ways that people donate to help. You just right. so people understand this is these are other nonprofits that could use this to help disseminate the. The, the need of food and, and those who are certainly not getting enough food out there. And what's really remarkable too, is with this, when you have this kind of synergy between the two and supporting and all that Thanksgiving coming up, holidays coming up, Christmas is coming up. Um, there's families that are in transition, you know, or they need a place to come and have a meal. It's great to see people volunteering and, and providing those turkeys and, and everything else to our, to our homeless. And they, they so, even local churches, if there's a way that anyone could somehow give back, what would it be, if you guys both had a magic wand, I'll start with Betty here real quick, but what would it be for a volunteer standpoint, somebody listening to this podcast, what could they do in their community right now to make a difference to help help you out? Well, they could find a organization like Valley Rescue and, and uh, donate their time or uh, support them with money or uh, just bring food to stock the shelves. And, and non-perishable, folks. I just want to remind them. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, I, we And God bless some people when we do these food drives. <laughs> They'll come in with stuff that's it's going to spoil here in a little bit. You know, they want to, they, they're trying their best. But, but uh, no, we don't want, you know, we want things that are uh, non-perishable. Well, we uh, get... A and monetary goes well, too. I mean, a dollar will provide six meals in some yeah, cases, yeah. That's right. And our exchange clubs throughout the nation, and, and that's where we differ from the different the civic clubs. We are not international. We're, we're United States. States, And gotcha. Puerto Rico. Right. And uh, we get a magazine that... That shows the different or the different clubs in their communities and what they're doing, and they're all doing the same things that we're doing in Columbus. They're supporting their homeless and their abused children and their uh, Americanism projects and uh, their veterans. Now that's a big thing that we've taken sure. undertaken is you know the veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, it it becomes after a while it becomes kind of a passion with you. It's just yeah, I agree. It's it's a it's a, if I'm fair to say this, and you know we talk, it's addictive in a way, but in a good way. It's it's right. uh you you just want more. That's why I think, you know, we're you know I want everyone to understand as much as you know we're not painting doom and gloom here. We're giving you the reality, but at the same point, there's so much positivity with someone with some sort of passion. You want to give something back. There's a need because there's going to be somebody, and I think I don't even know what the statistics are. I don't know if either one of you guys know, Greg or anybody. What is the statistic of population? Like one out of five people are homeless. You know, what, where does that break down? Is there something like that, or is there where are we in the United States? One I would say of, I would say maybe one out of five. Uh, you know, and there's definitely statistics out there that show, you know, even for food insecurity here in Columbus, Georgia. I mean, we probably went in, in the top ten you know, wow. of of cities that suffer from food insecurity. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a major issue here in our area. You look at, on a global scale, I mean, this is just a crazy random Bob Jeswald thought here for a moment, but when I think about, and I just did some stuff with Mogadishu Mile, you think of the UN, you think of all these different countries, when there's famine, mm-hmm. of course, that would be weather-related, that leads to disease, that leads to... Uh, maybe something support where there's a drug lord or warlord or somebody that's not allowing food to get through to these third world nations. Fighting happens. I mean, you got what's going on in Haiti and in, in this time of this podcast. Um, there's always people trying to out there to support and do missions. When you cut food out of the equation, you got control over people, but it does some bad things. It's it's it, it it's a it's a 
it's an incredible thing how that it, it could turn out to be. It's systemically, it's 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 a necessity. Obviously, we need it to <laughs> to live and survive. But when you mess with that food source, it it and locally here, it can really transcend into some really uh, terrible things. Right. And we see it all the time. You you think the richest nation on this planet? Why why do you, why why is this happening? Why why do we face? You know, I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Why do you think? I mean, this is nothing that's a quiz or anything. But why do you think this is happening here in our country like this? Why does this happen? I always ask that open question. It, yeah, that's open up a can of worms. Yeah, right it there. is. Yeah, I'm just gonna sip my coffee. Yeah, on go that go one. ahead, sip your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Betty's pleading the fifth. She's thinking about that chili dog. She's thinking about the Negan one. No, at least we know that that one doesn't have any doesn't carry any more extra weight on it. But I mean, but what do you think? I mean, we. There's a food thing. I mean, even when we do the chili dog cook-off and we're, we're providing food, and people are, I know, rushing over there to get that chili dog. It's so good. It's, it's something with food. It attracts people. Why do you think this is happening in this country, the lack thereof? Well, I think the poverty level is just, it's always been extremely high in Columbus. And right now, during this COVID, uh, so many people are out of jobs. Uh, so many people uh, don't have a job because they don't want a job. And that's, I was just going to say that. Yeah, and yeah, uh, so if you don't have a job, you don't have any money, so you can't buy food. And uh, the mission has never turned anybody away. Yeah, it's not like you sit there with a clipboard, okay, let's see, let's find your financial situation. You, we're not, right. you just accept. We just accept. Right. I mean, they just unconditionally, if you show mm -hmm. up in need, they take you. And um, some of these people have brought it on themselves in a way by not really wanting to work right now. Mm -hmm. and, um, and others have a very good reason why they're not working. And it's it's just... The ratio, the ratio of it, though, would you say the? I mean, there's obviously more people that are, you know, mental, uh, physical abuse, or there's, or you know, or there could be something homelessness that contributes to the, you know, not being able to have the right nutrition and eating well. And then you look at the bottom over here, and there's those that don't. Is that equally balanced? You think the amount of people, or is, is it one higher than the other, or is that too hard to measure? I, b I believe that maybe this. Too hard to measure. Okay. You know, that's I, and yeah, and that's why that, I'm saying you never want to, I can't just look at this guy over here. Well, he, look at how he's dressed. Look at how she's right. got those, you know. You don't, don't, yeah, I was going <coughs> to say, yeah. please don't don't make that mistake. You know, uh, during my time of employment uh, with the mission, you know, I, I met an individual, uh, homeless mm -hmm. individual, and he and I were standing outside one day, and I make it a point to talk. Uh, a lot to individuals that come to the mission. Why? Because I want to know. Right, right. You know, like, I truly desire, number one, I care, and I truly desire to know, like, what has led, you know, uh, you to this particular position that you find yourself currently in in life. I don't come out and just ask that question directly, but in conversations, multiple conversations, you begin to learn an individual, know an individual, and find out. So I was having a conversation with this individual one day, and uh, he mentioned to me that he had a master's degree. Wow. And um, I mean, that's amazing when you hear something like this. Right, Yeah. right. And, you know, immediately in my mind, wow, master's degree, you know, and um, as the conversation continued, he said, well, will you be here tomorrow? I'm like, yes, why? He said, because I want to show you my master's degree. Wow. So here's an individual, Columbus, Georgia, homeless in Columbus, in Columbus, Georgia. Literally the next day during our Loaves and Fishes meal ticket program, showed up, and guess what he had? He had a copy of his master's degree. And that just is, is mind-blowing. Yeah, you, you, know, you're uh, like, you should have a job. Right. Yeah. You have a master's degree. Why aren't right. you making right. tons of money here? And yeah. So, so I've seen, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I've like I've been that man that said, mm -hmm. said you know, go get a job, you know. Mm -hmm. But I've seen the, the absolute the complete opposite of that, meeting an individual who has an education, you know, who has done everything that we're I guess 
yeah. that we're taught to do, if you will, and still end up in these situations. You know, it's to me, it's just mind blowing. Yeah, it's, it, it's hurtful. And yes, we try our best, man. We, we we're not going to turn you away if you show up and you're hungry. You're going to get fed. Um, you know, definitely if you're a, a woman or a child and needs uh, shelter, you know, we're going to do our dead level best. It's twenty four seven, right? Are we twenty four seven, or is there certain times? I this is my third arm. Yeah, that's what I was just <laughs> going to say. I'm watching you exactly. You're, you're you know, this is co- my yeah. third arm, and even as I've been sitting here, my phone has been vibrating yeah. and going off with individuals reaching out to us on social media for addiction recovery help. You know, yeah. this is this is a twenty four hour mm-hmm. day operation. You know, I've there have been nights I've laid down to go to sleep. You know, and someone will cry out for help on social media. You know, and I feel compelled in many ways to respond to this individual. It's one o'clock in the morning. You know, I'll send them uh, just a a link on our, our on our website, and we'll follow up with them the following day. You know, uh, but it's it's real, and it's a, and it's something that, quite honestly, I love to do. It's a calling. Is that fair? Yeah. It's a calling. You so anyone listening to you have. The calling of, of Greg and Betty doing these things that they're involved in, it does take a special person. There are certain people who are police officers, doctors, right. you know, nurses, first responders. You're, you're a first responder as well, you know, to the cry help of humanity. And uh, from children to adults, doesn't matter in between with a plethora of problems or reasons why they may be there. Some of them we may not know. Some we can read between the lines and say this one's, you know, taking advantage of the system. Right. Some are not. Uh, so we have all this going on. That's why the support of people with you listening at home or wherever you may be, this is most important for you to do anything you can to step up, whether it is monetarily, which sometimes it's just, that might be the easiest thing for you to do. You're Mm -hmm. like, geez, I don't have time to go volunteer, Bob. I can't do this. Or I just don't have the wherewithal. I just don't, you know, for me, I'm uncomfortable for whatever reason. You know, money goes a long way too if you can support these uh, nonprofits, uh, Valley Rescue Mission, your, your local, you know, uh, you know, homeless shelter versus you know the the exchange club that you know keeps it instead of civic. You're looking at something not international but more on a local level, right. and uh, you know your money's kept in there. <clears throat> and there's ways of checking that too. You can always go on the websites or whatever you could find out if your your money's in the right place or whatnot. And uh, I know they'll never turn that down. I know that's a, that's always a good thing. The, what uh, what I'm truly concerned about, and I guess in in that we have you know the country, and I want to digress and go in in, a, in any politics because I don't do that in this. But I mean, on a positive side, there, there the light it, it's always this is always going to be. I mean, we we just know that's just the way life is. I mean, it's just humanity. This is the way we are. This is the way the world is. But if there's any silver lining, what would you say that silver lining is, start, Betty? What would you what what would be like a takeaway to say? Look, we're doing much better here, but now we got to do better over here. Is there something like that, or or is this in the community? Yeah, mean? yeah, and we're just or are we just managing mm-hmm. a problem that's never going away. Well, I think if if we could decrease the amount of poverty and homelessness in our community. That would, um, we'd all have a better attitude or a better outlook on life if we knew that these people were able to take care of themselves. It's not that we want to just throw them out, but if there was, you know, people could go back to work and they could start earning a living again, that would help their Mm self-esteem. A lot of people are embarrassed by a handout. They'll take it, but they are so embarrassed. I I can understand it, yeah. And, you know, that's why a lot of people say it's not a handout, it's a hand up. And, you know, I think if, you know, if we just had a magic wand that we could wave over all of our communities and say, Okay, everybody's going back to work. They're going to get a job. They're going to make money. They're going to be able to feed their families. They're going to be able to put a, put a roof over their heads. And, you know, in places like the Valley Rescue Mission, they're going to be there. But, you know, they're not going to be nearly as busy. Mm-hmm. And in the case of the Exchange Club, child abuse prevention would certainly go down. When people are... 
people are happy, when they're content, when they don't have food problems, that they don't have money problems, and the parents, whether it be one parent or two parents, are in a good place, then they're not going to abuse their children. So if, if we could wave this magic wand and just make everything better, <coughs> excuse me, I think a lot of our problems will go away. And, and we've always, mm-hmm. I mean always, had homelessness. We just haven't had a place like, well, the Valley Rescue Mission's been there, but we've always had a certain degree of homelessness. Sure. And some of them choose that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Greg was talking about the man he met with a master's degree. And back in the 90s, early 90s, my stepfather retired and he and my mother moved to Columbus. Well, he wasn't ready to be at home all the time, so he took a job with Valley Rescue Mission at one of their thrift stores. And <clears throat> one time, the, and they always had residents of the mission to come help in the thrift stores to repair items, to uh, just, you know, anything that came in, try to make it ready to sell and and he had this one young man that was working with him and just could do anything. And he and my stepfather got to talking, and and the man had a master's degree. And, and my stepfather says, well, why are you here? And he said, I just woke up one morning, and I just decided I just wanted to drop out. Interesting. And he did. In society, yeah. Las Vegas was like that where gambling was an issue where people lost everything through through gambling uh-huh. and then they end up, you know, just, but I can do it again. I just need that one. Do you have any money? I can, do you got, do you have five bucks I can borrow? I can, because they think they can go back and turn that $5 back into a hundred and, and get their lives back on track. But it, it just doesn't happen. Cause that's, that's another addiction. Right? We're talking about another kind of addiction going on here. Um, literacy too has a lot to do with it. If we're illiterate and can't be proficient in reading up to third grade, it seems to be another problem in society why we can't get our you know kid kids out of the the, the scheme of drugs or and, and that's another they get down that road and then they have families and then there comes abuse and and, and so much more that that comes out of that as well um, i think that we're going to have to spend time with people and i and i say time with people you know um i don't necessarily know how to um, with a broad paintbrush, paint or answer this particular question, but I guess the more time and more conversations that I have with individuals that are uh, either suffering from food insecurity or are homeless, you know, or you know, are in a particular place in, in life where they find themselves in need of a service that Exchange Club or Valley Rescue Mission provides sitting down with those individuals and finding out the why mm-hmm. will then enable a service provider such as us, such, such as uh, the Exchange Club, to be able to provide, I guess, a, a more detailed answer to their individual, uh, to their individual problems. I mean, we can't necessarily fix this, you know, by taking a five-gallon bucket of paint and just dumping it on sure. and, and cover. No, you know, you know, we can paint with a broad paintbrush in one instance, but, you know, we're going to need some small, you know, fine point conversations with individuals. You know, the Valley Risk Commission, when we just uh, opened, uh, had a grant approved for a new, a brand new computer lab. And one would say, okay, well, that's a, that's a broad paintbrush. We're going to open it up to the community, you know, and with this particular computer lab, what we're going to do, we're going to uh, teach individuals, you know, because the world has changed. You know, when I was 15 years, when I was 15 years old, I went to Piggly Wiggly and I, with a paper, you know, and I wrote down my name on a job application. Well, those days are gone now. Yeah. Job applications are now online. So when we have individuals that are in our community that, A, do not have access to some resources, they don't have access. They're, they're living in a home or living in a particular place where they don't have access to Wi-Fi, and they can't. You know, they say go get a job, but they well they 
they can't fill out the application. Why? Because they don't have the resource available to do it. You know, so I, I think that, number one, we're never going to just solve the complete problem. Sure. And I don't mean to, to be religious in this, in this or throw in a religious answer. But well, I Go have, ahead. You, but go I, ahead. Yeah, but absolutely. I, but I have to. I mean, real. The Bible says that, that we're going to always have the poor you know, with us. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, you know, right. So there's not going to be this, this magic, I don't, you know, uh, magic answer to fix this thing when the Bible itself says, hey, well, okay, guys, I mean, that's, that's good, but you're going to always have the poor with you. Now, what can we do to better uh, feed and meet the needs of these individuals? Yes, and that's, that's that fine mm-hmm. point uh, paintbrush, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, where, hey, you ended up in this particular place because of an addiction in your life, okay? So we have an addiction recovery program. Go through this particular uh, program, and on the tail end of this program, you know, as you get closer to graduation and you, you do graduate, hey, we're going to put you in, in some life skill classes. You know, we're going to uh, teach you how to use a computer. We're going to teach you how to interview for a job. We're going to teach you what to wear to a job. You know, those that fine, uh, that fine point of a of a paintbrush dealing with dealing with individuals. I think uh, could better prepare that individual. F- you know, for complete success on the, on the tail end of that, rather than just taking a, a five gallon bucket of paint and the majority of the paint hits the floor, rather than get into those particular areas. You know, um, in the individual that was that was uh, that was uh, had a master's degree. Well, after further conversation, his wife died years ago. Mm, okay. Okay. See how this affected him. Okay. And he never recovered from her death. Which is a mental health issue. So I just I we just don't think of that. You don't. Yeah. You yeah. just. Yeah. Yeah. So providing, so he doesn't need necessarily a, a five gallon bucket of paint. He needs a a fine tooth or a fine brush. Yeah. I'm not sure what the right word of that paint. No, but I like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's the mind. But you. But yeah. you understand what I'm I know saying. What you're so, saying. Yeah. So here it is. You know, and we can we can continue to feed him. You know, and we'll and we'll do that. We can, you know, encourage him. There is something deeper that's going on with this individual that maybe our services today do not provide, but having a conversation with him and, and understanding, hey, okay, so that is why that was a trigger in your life. And from that moment when she passed, you never really recovered from that. You never healed from that. And your life has taken a downward spiral. He's not addicted to drugs. Right. He just needs a grief counselor. He, you he, know, needs, and he, yeah. needs, a, he needs a mental yeah. health or a counselor. Health counselor right. or somebody so that's here. what I mean, you know. You yeah. have to spend time with people and find out, you know. Get you to know. know what it is. And and they're not necessarily, people are not willing, not necessarily willing to say, I'm going to offer that up. I'm not going to offer that information up right away. You're, you rarely you know, get that yeah, on the first yeah, you conversation. Don't get the, you don't get that rarely, in the first conversation, yeah. Right. See, and that's that's the that's the where the rub is, so to speak. But but you guys act as a liaison, and having these resources of different nonprofits could actually help support or direct someone, hey, you need to go here, you need to go exactly. there to get that fine to get that, we're looking for that fine brush. We're looking for that, you know, we're going to dip that right over here, this person, because he, he's going to be suitable for here. Right. This one will be suitable for over there. So that makes that makes sense. And you don't realize it. So it's that process, getting that call, your third arm at 3 in the morning, you just fell asleep and somebody's in desperate need on social media, say, look, I need this. But you may be able to, you know, your experience and, and time reading people or try to figure out what they're really saying. They could have multiple issues. Multiple. They may have this right. or they may have singular issues. So it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, those ladies that <clears throat> they live at Damascus Way, and they they're the ladies who helped us with our fundraisers. And each one of them has her own problem, and they're dealing with it at Damascus Way. Mm-hmm. But last week, those ladies, I had a chance to talk with each one of them briefly. Uh, they're intelligent. They are. They seem happy, and um, I think they just are going through a rough patch in their life. And and the mission is going to put them back on the right track. But <laughs> it was so funny because we were having these ladies to work out in the dining room to keep the tables clean, and and they were serving as runners from mm-hmm. the time somebody turned in an order to it got to the makeup line. And I had several of our women who were just over there sitting down, and I said, what are you doing? 
And they said, staying out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they, they know. And that's exactly so what he's just doing exactly what I was <laughs> expected to do. So yeah. they were, if they are that ambitious about yeah. getting their life on track, sure. they're going to make it. I, I agree. You see that. You know, and I can... I could say this, you know, local Waffle House, if you go to any Waffle House, and it's international, the, I mean, I never met the president, but I know um, that they do a really good job at helping folks transition out of, um, and I see a lot of women too. It's, I mean, there's men too, but I see a lot of women, uh, and they're so grateful to get this start in life. They're so happy, so accommodating, just wonderful ladies, and I know they had you know, whether they come from a domestic violence background, whether there's a drug addiction background, but they have been placed out, you know, they obviously went through some program and, and right. came out in this. And I just, you know, I love it. It, it doesn't, you know, you want to always give beyond that normal tip because I think about that. They earn it so much that the amount of work they put in, if I can at least do that to help somebody out, I, I'm, I'm big on that, you know, add a little bit extra it goes a long way. You know, whenever I see somebody or see a veteran over there, you know what, I think I might just buy him or her, you know, a little coffee, but tell so-and-so, could you pick that up? Right. But what a, how it speaks volumes whenever you can do that. And and just think of what you just said, how they go through these programs. They have the wherewithal, the ambition, they're excited, they want they want this and more. And what blows, what blows yeah. my mind, you know, last night we had uh, graduation there mm -hmm. at, uh, at the oh, mission. Sorry. And... Uh, individual graduated last night and I, when i saw him he cried i cried we embraced um it was just it was it was emotional why because i talk about those conversations mm -hmm. you know like i used to talk to this guy like every day every day i would see him walk to the mission in the midst of his addiction at the time he would walk to the mission and he would, you know, get food out of out of a shopping cart that we put out with bread in it. And I would say maybe I say every day, maybe 90 percent of the time sure. if I was out there, I had a conversation with him and it started out where I didn't know his name. You know, it was just, hey, how you doing today? Be safe out there now. Just something <laughs> just that sure. quick. And over time, you, be, you begin to have conversations and one conversation leads to another, you know. You find out why he's in the in the in the position that he's in. Oh, hey, man, you don't have to live this way. You don't have to live that way. Come on, you know, uh, we have an addiction right. recovery program. Right, you're it's, it's free. Come in, come inside, come inside. Right. And to see him graduate last night, that's got to be special. I mean, it, God, it's it, great. It um, it warms your heart. I mean, I I could see why you get. I see your eyes a little bit rolling yeah. up a little bit, but but that's a that's a great. That's an that's a great great thing. That that is fantastic. I mean, that's the even if it's one that one lost sheep, you can bring them bring them in, reel them in, and you can make all the difference. You know, we're about to have church in here. Yeah, now, we have man. some church. Amen. <laughs> Let's go here. Here, <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. That's right. You know, and really, a lot of this these kind of you know podcasts always seem to have like there is a theme there. You know, when you think about it, whether you have your faith or not, and you're listening out there, right. you don't realize how much. And you touched on it a little bit, and even through, I'm sure, through the programs with the abused children or whatever it may be, there's a theme. If you have how faith really will carry these people through, ultimately those programs and the ministry work right. that, that kind of permeates through there is, is essential. And we've, whether you're in denial of it or whether you're someone who doesn't believe, you, you can't deny that when I see this within these nonprofit organizations, they seem to be that same thing. And even the way your caring heart is, both of you, the way you, you speak, and, and I don't know what your, if you, you, you know, what your faith, I can assume, but you radiate, you're practicing what you preach kind of thing, and you're, and you're doing, I'll say it, God's work, you know, and, and it's, it takes a, sp a special person, a calling, and I do think it's a calling, because you just can't be expected to do that, but the great thing is there's somebody that needs, somebody out there that feels the need to do something. That one thing, what would you both say? What would be that one thing that you would say that I would need done? What would I? What would you do? That say I need this right now. What would you say? I'm gonna let you. I'll, I'll let you answer first. <laughs> oh, something that I need right now. Yes. To help the organization or anything, or just anything. Just anything. Okay. That, that, that or maybe the organization. It could be the organization or something that you think that would be 
remarkable to, to turn something around or turn a person's life around that you know or something? What would be that one thing that just pops out at you? And if the time runs out, you miss your opportunity on this hourglass as it continues to flow out. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot, but right. I mean, uh. just think about it when you say it. Because I mean, there's, it, it's, you can't, you know, the, the, like you said, it's been around, homelessness has been around. Right. Abuse is getting more exacerbated by worldly events. And there's many different reasons why it's, it's catapulting. We, we, maybe we're, we're more knowledgeable of it. We're more open to it now. We have uh, more resources than we had in the past. But it seems like as we keep adding these more resources, there's a, even a greater need because we're seeing people coming in. Um, I think what I would really yeah. like to see, those girls that worked with us last week. You were like passionate about I'd that, like yeah. to see every one of those graduate and get a job and turn their lives around. There you go. Uh, we two, made, we let's made get friends with those girls. Well, two they graduated were, last night. Huh? I said two of those ladies that volunteered uh, for hot dogs, well, uh, they graduated last night. So, Fantastic. So that's, that's, that's two so right good. There. See, there you go. There's two. And we you know, I would fall. love to to go into a, a bank or a, a business office somewhere mm-hmm. and see that's any it. one of those young uh, ladies sure. sitting there doing a job. Or running their own restaurant because most of them had a background in restaurants, working in restaurants. Yeah. Would love to see them running their own restaurants. That They can do it. And I mentioned that because I've seen the, the, some of the recovery w- ladies and women that were that are at right. the fast food mm-hmm. that I was referring to. Well, I'll say it again. Because I think I'm just going to say Waffle House does a great job with that. I, right. I, no matter where I go, what city, I like that. I'll go in there and these, these women – are so and I and guys too. I don't not leave not. Just some reason I see more women are in oh, that women. service area mm-hmm. oriented. That's the reason why I say that. And they are so grateful and so excited. Yet yeah, I can see them running the restaurant. Absolutely, they yeah. have. They they're very direct. They're very they're they're succinct. They're they're they memorize what's going on. They're they're good at getting the order out there. You could tell they would lead by example. They'd be great leaders, great managers, and somebody who can run the place. Well, not. Not getting away from the homeless or the people, but Chick Fil A, they're they're sure it's another one. Yeah, sure. Their uh, employees are young people, yeah. and they send them to college. And yes. if you work there long enough and and prove yourself, you're guaranteed an education. And when you go through the drive-in, which we've been doing for two years now. Those are the, they seem to be so happy with their jobs. Sure, I mean, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I go in places now, and it's almost like they really don't want to wait on me. They really don't want to be bothered. Right, right. And then you go to places like Chick-fil-A, and they're just bubbly and happy and, you know, mm-hmm. wishing you a happy day or wishing you a blessed day. Yeah, and they always say that when you leave. I love it. Right. It, it, it does something to you. Doesn't yeah. that make you feel positive, positive when you leave? It, it does. And there's forever reason that, again, we'll say this again, what, what is permeating right within there, Mr. Caffey started, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a base of faith, faith and that, that's a component in that for sure. Um, and I, I, I think that's just remarkable. As we wrap it up, did we touch everything? As I told you guys, I promise you could do, is there anything that I left out or something that you wanted to say? And, and you can go back and dovetail on that. What would be that one thing too, Greg? That you well, the, the one thing, and, I, and I, since I work in marketing and development, yeah. you know, I'll end, not, not with this next statement, but I'll end by talking about you know, how people can you know, financially you know, play, their, uh, play a role in what we do. But if there is one thing, the word hope keeps coming to my I mind. I like that. Okay. You know, yeah. Um, because that's something that whether we have two pennies in our pocket mm-hmm. or two million dollars in the bank, we can provide hope to someone that we meet. Sure. So if there was one thing that that I, that I, if I could say if I could wish that we all could do mm-hmm. uh, and improve on is providing hope to those individuals who are walking around and don't have it. Yeah, I love that. You a- know, a- amen. Can I say amen to that? A- so we can have church. Yeah. <laughs> sure, right, here we go again. But no, that's that, no, but that, that makes sense. Hope. Yeah, hope. Hope. Well, you know, people ask me, why are, are you still in exchange? You've been doing this a long mm-hmm. time. Well, it's a way of life for my husband and I. He joined in 1978. 
Wow, that speaks volumes. That and means I became, yeah, that's, it's amazing, yes. I became involved shortly after that. And it's just what they do, what they do for the community, and what they mean to the community. I can't see myself doing anything else. And right. um, when we were meeting every week, when I was working, it kind of got to be an imposition sometimes because I traveled with my work. Mm -hmm. But I was always there when I could be, and my husband was always there. And uh, after I retired, I really didn't have any reason not to be there. Sure. So you look forward to Thursday. Okay. You know what you're going to be doing that's Thursday. Your, that's, your, that's your day that you guys do? And uh, so it is a passion. We love it. And... All our members feel the same way. Um, they could be doing anything else. And when I, when somebody new joins the club, like Greg, mm -hmm. you know, I tell them you could join anything you wanted to, but you chose us. That's that says a lot. Right. That says a lot. And to put things in perspective, uh, Robert joined in 1978. I was two years old. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm somewhere, I was going to say, because we're really dating ourselves, and I was born in 1965, so there you go. <laughs> right. I'm a 76 you're baby. Still, you're, still, you're still young, and you're still, when you said you're getting old, I say, I thought I heard that in the front when you came in today. I'm thinking, Greg, you're not that old. Not <laughs> yeah, just one quick thing. I remember yeah. a class reunion. I went back into Jordan to talk to the principal yeah. about something and, and uh, some information, and I said, I, I, I graduated with a class of 61. And he looked at me and he said, I wasn't even born. Yeah, they're looking at Christy. Right. Well, you look, Betty, <laughs> it, this is the, this is a video podcast at WRBL.com. Uh, and, of course, so the other areas where you get your uh, podcast, we can't see, but we can hear. But Betty looks fantastic. You don't look uh, – you, you, I don't even see it as a class of 61. So we can assume you were 18, 17, or 18 back then and just add forward. <laughs> right. We're having our 60th class reunion Saturday. Wow, wow, good. Well, weather looks good. I can tell you during this time of this podcast. <laughs> so you're going to be fine. You're going to have a good time. That's fantastic. Right. And uh, Greg, you look fantastic too. You Thank still you, you still got 10 years to catch up with me. Oh my so God. there you go. <laughs> but no, you're doing, you both are doing yeoman's work. You're doing God's work. I'll say it. And really, really appreciate it. Your passion shines through. And in, despite, you got to hear the reality, folks, to give back to community. That's what we'd like to do. And to show some kind of positivity, there is a lot of, there's a silver lining. When you can help that one lost person at Sheep Boy, what a difference you can make. And it all starts with hope. And if you can spread the word, please, if you can do that. We thank you both for being here today. Thank, thank you. you. Betty Thanks Lindsay, and Greg Wilson, thank you Appreciate so much it. from Valley Rescue Mission Exchange Club. And here we are for you. Hopefully you can join again next week. And of course, you can catch any of these episodes at 7 o'clock. Uh, this is uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. You can catch a live broadcast or you can always get a replay uh, through, of course, as we said, through Apple, Spotify, and iHeart. Those are just a few places to go on the Bob Jeswold Show and at WRBL.com. you here if you want to join us on social media greg talked a lot about that i get a lot of my you know tips and things like that social media always works uh, you can catch us on twitter facebook and instagram that's b jeswald just say the name and you'll get to either one of those those are, those are easy and uh as far as all of you at home remember to take it off of thyself when you do just that you give back to community you know what it goes a long way it begets positivity and hope it really does we'll see you next week thanks guys thanks thanks